and Mahdi joined the youth movement. His education now was political, religious, and learning English. He was a good student, quick to learn, and was soon sent to Afghanistan for military and special forces training. He became an expert in all fields, and in the back of his mind was the great Satan, the cause of all of his country's problems. FBI Director Pat O'Neill left the Hoover Building in Washington on a sunny spring morning. At ten, he arrived at the White House for a meeting with President Howard Emerson. After a quick check by a Secret Service guard, whom Pat knew well, he continued on to the desk of the President's outer office secretary. "'Good morning, Miss Taylor. I believe I have an appointment with the President.' "'Miss Taylor?' A bright-eyed, pleasant woman in her thirties smiled. Yes, Mr. O'Neill, he's expecting you in the Oval Office. I'll tell him you're here. Pat made the familiar trip and rapped lightly on the door. Come on in, Pat. You're prompt as usual. Pat saw the President was not alone. National Security Advisor Paul Jacobs was sitting across the desk from Emerson. Have a chair, Pat. I asked Paul to sit in on this. You said on the phone you had a meeting with Counterforce the other night. Is it anything I should know directly about? As a secret organization within the government, few knew of Counterforce's existence, and Paul Jacobs was not a member. Mr. President, are you sure you want to discuss Confor? Emerson chuckled. I've had to brief, Paul, if that's your concern. He knows the need for secrecy. I have told him Confor is a unifying agency within the FBI to coordinate activities among all law enforcement agencies and to prevent duplication and ensuring cooperation. Pat shuffled in his chair. And foreign involvement? He also knows it was Confor who stopped that war with China, the missile threat from Colombia, and even the robot attack on the White House. Pat was glad that he did not mention the Hawk Files. Apparently the President did not trust Jacobs that far. Yes, sir. We did have a meeting. I have the brief for you right here. Pat opened his case and handed the President a five-page summary. If you see something you'd like to discuss, I can go into the details. Emerson scanned through the pages. Your people don't seem too concerned. He handed the papers to his national security adviser. Look these over, Paul. See if there's anything different from what you have. Jacobs took a few minutes studying them, and then he said, It's similar to what Vernon and Stallworth told me, sir. Yes, well, I'm not surprised. The director of the CIA and secretary of defense should keep you informed, even though you are not a member of the counterforce. Pat... Is there any reason why Paul should not be a member? Pat grinned. None. Except what you said yourself a year ago. Confor is made up of the most powerful men in the country. Perhaps we should not have all of our power under one head. You remember that, sir? Ah, yes. So I did. And it's a good idea. He smiled at Jacobs. You are in a powerful position, Paul. I think at best you work with me, and we will review Counterforce's memos together. Is that okay? 
Jacobs did not appear disappointed. From what you've told me, Mr. President, I have to agree. I think I'd prefer being on the outside, checking their activities with you. Thank you, Paul. Now, if you would excuse us, I have other things to discuss with Pat. Jacobs rose and extended his hand toward O'Neill. Let me know if I can help you in any way. I will. No hard feelings? None? Just don't keep me in the dark on things that I should know about. I won't. When the security advisor had left, Emerson held up the report. What's in here that's not said, Pat? Not much, really. With Rand's help, China is happy, and the North Koreans have cooled their heels. Ah, the mystery man. Ever find out where he came from or where he went? No, sir. And those